Good morning. Welcome to this edition of Audio App. I'm here today with Luke Schulte. Luke is our field agronomist for Southern Ohio and other parts of Ohio. Luke, we're going to talk about something a little bit different this morning, and that's this word that keeps coming up. Given the last year and the Prevent Plant Acres, we hear this word mycorrhizae popping up in conversations a lot. Why do we need to talk about mycorrhizae? Yeah, Jim. So this is a, it's not a novel concept. We've known about this beneficial fungi now for quite some time, but we're learning more as the days go on. And it's become a hot topic with fallow syndrome. But the mycorrhizae within our soils is that necessary relationship that occurs between plants or plant roots and soil fungi within our soils. And essentially, it's a hotter topic around soil health, but essentially it's a way in which we can navigate what Mother Nature has thrown us. So in many, many of our soils, we're, we're experiencing big rains. You know, wherever you're at within the Corn Belt, Mother Nature has thrown us some curveballs last year, most notably. But generally speaking, the way we receive our rain is coming in, in big, heavy, intense rain events. We know that large rains are one of the biggest contributors to compaction, or I, I like to call it soil density, which ultimately obstructs the way our plants and plant roots tend to extract moisture and nutrients out of the soil profile. So this fungi uh, works in relationship or as an association with, with roots. And so roots send out a biochemical, and, and then these, these mycorrhizae within our soils they receive that invitation, you might say, and then that creates that association in which the mycorrhizae colonize with the roots and basically produce a substance called hyphae that really, if you want to think about it, just creates a much bigger pool or web of roots in order to extract moisture and nutrients out of the soil profile. Well, so Luke, why are we talking about mycorrhizae and improving our root network in the soil? Is it, Are you saying there's something we can actually do about it? Yeah, so I continually ask the question along with our regional product specialists, how do we adapt to these changing weather? And so this past year, we kind of lucked into it. We looked at a concept of, could we supplement mycorrhizae and furrow in a corn crop? And in effect... Could we really impact uh, the photosynthetic process? Photosynthesis is carbon dioxide, it's sunlight, and it's water. And in effect, could we give it a bigger root mass so that we could get greater water availability into the plant and ultimately then more CO2 release and CO2 capture? Because then, in effect, we'd be affecting two of the primary components to photosynthesis. So this past year on your screen, you'll see we, we conducted some infro or some field trials with an infro mycorrhizae product. Now we migrated to this product because it contains uh, multiple species of mycorrhizae, knowing that each species provides uh, uh, different benefits. Some are better in high phosphate soils, some are better in low fertility, some are better uh, bringing more nitrogen in the plant, water availability, etc. So that's why we migrated to this product. And as we evaluate throughout the growing season, we saw some neat things in terms of, of allowing that plant to uh, get greater access to water and ultimately accruing uh, greater photosynthates and, and, and uh, the impact it made to yield. So what, what was the impact? Did it improve yield? And why do you think that is, Luke? Yeah, good question, Jim. So uh, we, we conducted four or five in-field trials, um, knowing that's more of a practical sense with compaction and, and clay-based soils. So we saw varying levels of response. 
uh, in the four or five trials. One of them, as Ohio weather went, we 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 lost it due to due to the magnitude of the rain. We lost the trial, but the other four we got good research from and good information. So um, most all of them, other than one, w- were positive, and one of them was basically a, a, a break even, so to speak. But uh, we could see the effects throughout the entire growing season from crown health to uh, 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 leaf architecture, and then ultimately we saw some positive benefits in yield. Now, do I think it'll be beneficial in all soils? I do not think it's likely, Jim. I see this as more of a concept that could be more impactful in your in your thinner, your drought-prone soils. We have a lot of clay pan soils over here, high mag, anything that's going to obstruct soil aeration and soil oxygen levels, I think could potentially benefit uh, from an application like this. And, and of course, also any field that did not carry a crop last year where there was not green growth uh, that supported this this mycorrhizal environment, that's another that's another uh, example or a place where uh, utilizing these products would be a benefit as well, correct? Yeah, so fallow syndrome, we had a lot of it in Ohio. We did a lot across the Corn Belt. This is a necessary relationship. It's as natural as, as, as man and woman, this plant root with mycorrhizae association. And so uh, the the more months out of the year you have a living, growing root system, by and large, you stimulate and you promote more microbial uh, activity, but also more mycorrhizal uh, colonization with the root system. So anywhere we didn't have a crop, I would expect to see a higher return on investment. Mycorrhizae is a big word, but it's really, really small. We can't see it, but the impact can be pretty big as well. That's uh, Luke Schulte, our field agronomist from Ohio. Luke, thanks for sharing a little more about mycorrhizae and the impact, especially on some of these heavier clay soils and what you've seen. We'll continue to learn and grow and and see what we can uh, what we can learn from more field trials. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. 